Blue Gold Sports is rich in tradition and excellence. It's about the athletes, the coaches, the games, and the history. And it all rolls into one place. It's the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Your official UWO Claire Blue Golds podcast. What up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Stand here, Nick, on the other side. Good morning. Morning. How are you doing? I am doing great. Yeah? Happy homecoming week. Exactly, right? Have you uh, been getting flashbacks from your prior homecoming days? Yeah? No, flashbacks, safe to say. nightmares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got any good stories you want to share? Not. No. Okay. <laughs> not not in the open mic. Yeah. I'll save mine, too. <laughs> I don't know if anything's changed. I'm a little older than you, but uh, I don't know if anything's changed since 14 years ago. I'm willing to bet a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So uh, it is homecoming week, though. So uh, coming up a little bit later on in the podcast, we're going to be chatting some football with homecoming. Because whenever you think homecoming week, you think football, right? Right. That's that's kind of the bread and butter with with that. Oh, yeah. Football, you know, you got the band, big one on Saturday, too, especially with the the guys coming off a big victory, you Mm -hmm. know, two and two, one and on the WIAC. Yep. bringing in River Falls, so we'll kind of yep. get to that a little later, but yep. big week, it and is. not just for football. I mean, plenty of plenty of action around campus, um, some big games for some other teams as well, as far as like regional rankings and stuff like that goes, and mm-hmm. yeah. some possible playoff implications. How about that? Do you want to, should we start off really quick, just because we're going to do a quick rundown, then we're going to talk with a couple players uh, coming up here with uh, with the football program, yes. the football team here. So before we get to that, though, Volleyball, taking down Northwestern, number four Northwestern. How about that? Yeah, right. uh, they didn't take them down. Or fast start. Yeah, that's fast yeah. start. Yeah, my they, bad. They, they came out firing last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, big 25-23 uh, victory in, in the mm-hmm. first set. Um, and then Northwestern kind of just, it was one of those things when, again, you look at the box score and, you know, the scores don't really speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's it was one of those things where Blue Worlds battled back. You know, in the first three sets, they were they had an early deficit, and they battled back and either tied it or, or took the lead. And in the fourth set, they actually amassed to you know a, a decent a decent lead. And you know, there's a reason why Northwestern's you know number four in the mm-hmm. in the nation. They've now won 17 straight. Man, before us, the last five games they had won 3-0. So definitely mm-hmm. a hard team out there. And you know, kind of a familiar foe. Um, right, you know, we've seen them in regionals and, and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. So. Um, tough loss out there, but you know you backtrack to even on Saturday, two big wins, one against you know number twenty three Cornell, mm-hmm. um, and then Co College. You know it's had had some players step up that don't necessarily get to see in the box score. And after talking with the coaches, it was just like, okay, just more more tools to the toolbox. And right. It's gonna be it's gonna be playoff time before we know it. So mm-hmm. good to, good to see some of those youngsters, you know, kind of break out of their shells and 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 perform well and. Hopefully they can put it all together. I know uh, last uh, in the last episode too, we were talking uh, a little golf, and then I know just the, the Stouts uh, invite with the men's team uh, over there. They were off to a good start uh, over the weekend too. Yeah, I I, it was, so. once again talking with Coach Skinner, ha- mm-hmm. can't can't get his A team from his B team correct, <laughs> <laughs> no matter what it is. But yeah, they had a good uh, good invite over there. Shout out Nick Mueller mm-hmm. winning his first collegiate golf meet ever and he yep. he kind of just from day one just well, he was the only player i believe i don't have the box i don't have the results in front of me but i think my memory is right he's the only player under par all weekend nice so yeah that's amazing that's awesome uh, i'm still jealous of all that stuff so i don't know how they can do that but we should try to get out to like tips. a practice or something no because that'll just make me more pissed <laughs> off so watching that because it looks too easy so uh soccer's going i know we had uh uh just on on the radio show the other day we had justice uh cleveland on and he was talking quite a bit about soccer teams and uh just kind of uh how, how everything's been going uh with, with those two programs i know we've talked about it uh quite a bit here too but their season continuing uh to, to roll here too roll yeah along. both the men and the women uh women got um you know not to, not to look too far ahead but when we got a big one this this tonight mm-hmm. against Stevens point another another conference opponent um had a had a pretty tough game last weekend um, against Whitewater. You mm-hmm. know, came away with a with a tie, yep. which again I'm, I'm not in a favor of ties. In I sport. know you're not. Yeah. Should be a <laughs> should be a winner. Yep. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's like, we're getting to that that point of the year where I mean, it, it's it's grind. Mm-hmm. It's it's conference play, and you look at any of these sports, and you know, I'd still argue and you know, die on the hill that the WIAC is one of the best conferences in the nation, no matter what the sport is. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, the women are rolling. Uh, the men, again, they're you know, they only won one loss on, on the year to number one uh, Chicago early in their season. So had 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 a thrilling 4-0 victory over Bethel mm-hmm. on Monday, and they bring it back home tonight against St. Olaf, which is a regional ranked opponent. So nice. You got to imagine if they kind of take down the Oles, it's uh, there's definitely some some NCAA talk there. Absolutely, uh, and then cross country because uh, it was a few days ago. But the blue gold invites uh, the women's uh, team finishing third out of thirty, men's uh, six out of thirty. So shout out uh, to those squads there. Yeah, and shout out to the you know love the guys, but shout out to the women. They were their top runner actually didn't run. Mm. I was talking with Coach Schwamberger and Carolyn Schultz. Just they just decided to rest her last weekend, and it was a good test for the rest of the team. And mm-hmm. he was very impressed with how the others responded and. Kind of similar to a sport in, in golf, where you know you kind of have your, your ringer, and you're yeah. like, "Okay, I'm, I'm going to do my best, but I'm relying on you to kind of you know to push us." And, some, and others had to kind of step up, and they did. And yeah, third place ain't, ain't bad. So mm-hmm. yep. they continue to to roll. They got conference here in a couple of weeks as well, and. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's already kind of rolling through the fall preps or fall prep season, fall sports season. I got preps in college on my mind right now. So let me throw this one at you. No, what? Ten days. Ten days. First hockey exhibition game. You're kidding me, really? No, I'm dead serious. Really? <laughs> for men and women, or just for for the men? For the men. Okay. For the men. They start. They start a little earlier. Okay. They're playing. They're uh, they're doing a, a home and home series against Dubuque. Wow. Fourteenth and the twenty first. That is next week, isn't it? Holy crap. Right? No. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. So, like, crossover season is here. And, like, yeah. We're already talking hard. So, we're already getting into November and I'm planning some stuff and NCAA regionals with, with winter sports starting. It's like. So, do we have, like, uh, you know, practices with for hoops starting up soon, too? Or are they going on? They're already on already the gym on? floor. Already on the gym floor. Man, alive. I want that. Cold weather's coming. And the indoor sports are coming too. So, all right, it's great. Yeah, we're gonna have to start previewing that pretty soon. The winter sports season. You're just gonna see me with more and more cups of coffee as we get into it. I'm on my fourth one right now. Anyways, <laughs> that's what happens when you got to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and get to work. Yeah, I don't envy that. Yeah, so it's like lunchtime for me right now. I'm kind of starving. Although I'm a little disappointed you didn't bring me anything, but that's okay. You never asked. <laughs> I'm just expecting that you should. You know. All right, I see. So how, we developed that I connection see how this relation. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. Just, Duly noted. Just Duly noted. <laughs> oh man, anything else you want to hit up, or do you want to get to, to some football talk? Because I know football had that win against uh, Stevens Point, but we're kind of saving that as in our lead-in with our two special guests coming up here. But uh, or did it, no? Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I. I'm. You know. We don't. For those who don't know, we we don't really do much of a like. A template for this mm-hmm. we kind of just just go with the flow with it and yep. i and don't do scripted stuff it's it sounds so, fake it's so much better mm-hmm. not to it's, it's too fake after that you know what i mean like if you were sitting here on a script and you got to read it it's not genuine well no. I, and we haven't gotten bored of each other yet so not yet but you're pushing it okay i'm just saying, yeah. du- again just duly noted it, so uh should we do it <laughs> should we just get into some football talk here because yeah. that's probably why everybody's listening anyways let's of us bickering back and forth at each other so uh we're gonna take a quick break here and then coming up it is uh homecoming week going on right now football when you think of homecoming you think of football we've got a couple players uh we're gonna chat with after these quick words are you looking for a staycation well we have you covered and there's something for everyone With plenty of options to choose from, you can get away and relax at any of our local hotels like the brand new Holiday Inn Express and Suites Eau Claire West, Candlewood Suites, Holiday Inn Express and Suites Lake Halley, or Staybridge Suites. Want the whole package? Johnny's Italian Steakhouse and Holiday Inn South are the premier full-service hotel and restaurant in Eau Claire. Unwind, recharge, and enjoy the experience. We are here when you're ready for whatever you need. Milwaukee Burger Eau Claire is the perfect place to smash some post-game bloodies, beers, and of course, burgers. 
Superior service complements our golf ball-sized cheese curds, monstrous burgers, and an over-the-top beer selection, all served with Scanitude the way it should be. Milwaukee Burger Eau Claire. BSN Sports, a proud supporter of Blue Gold Athletics, is the largest provider of team sports equipment and apparel in the country. With more than 40 sales pros that live and service schools in every corner of Wisconsin and beyond. BSN would like to thank all of the supporters of Blue Gold Athletics that share our passion for enhancing the student experience. While BSN Sports is the best at equipping athletes, coaches are the best at equipping lives. And that's the real final score. Learn more about how BSN can save you time off the field and the court, giving you more time to impact lives of student-athletes. Contact your local BSN Sports sales pro today or visit bsnsports.com. All right, we're back with the Rollin' with the Golds podcast. Nick, I'll let you because that's kind of your thing. Introduce who we've got joining us. I keep on this doing podcast. this, and I'm I, again like like we said in it's the your intro, thing, like we I don't we don't prepare that much, but, but it's your thing. Yeah, uh, thing, got a couple upperclassmen, two guys that I've kind of grown a little close to, I'd say, over the past couple of years. I got to know. That was dat me up pregame, which I feel is, you know, feel like I'm part of the team. Don't get emotional now, man. <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, but yeah, Harry Rubidoux, uh, Ryan Keekley, coming on the podcast. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You got it. Yeah. So, uh, homecoming week. How, what, so, so he says you're upperclass seniors? Seniors or... Fifth year seniors, where, where are we at on this thing? Yeah, I'm a fifth year senior. Fifth I've been year. around for a little while. I was a fifth year senior too, man. Don't worry. So <laughs> I'm just I'm a fourth year junior, so I'll be around here. That'll yeah. bo- see the full four year thing is overrated now. It's it's five years. How what what you you were a four year, weren't you? You look like a four year Nick. Four and a half. Yeah, you overachiever. I mean, come on. <laughs> I had a buddy I, I switched <laughs> majors. I had to. I switched it three times and I I went five years. You switched majors and you went four and a half. That's not helping your case, to be to be fair. I went from a degree in science to a degree in arts, and nothing transferred over. Trust me, I'm yeah. Still and you still finished in four and a half. That's still not helping your case, man. Hey, it's the best time of your life. You might as well take it. Exactly. Of Thank you, Ryan. I went longer than you. I don't know what you're arguing with me about. You're I don't know why I'm catching yeah. so many strays for this. <laughs> uh, what are you guys' majors? Uh, I'm an accounting and finance. Oh, double dude, why? Yeah, I'm gonna know you in a few years because I hate math. <laughs> so, uh, mine is an English major, but it's like uh, science writing, technical communication. Interesting. So, what kind of like uh, future, you know, job or anything like that would would that kind of entail? Uh, right now, I'm a tech writing intern at RCU. Okay. Downtown. Okay. Um, something like that, or maybe like grant writing. That oh, kind of line of work. Nice. Interesting. See, ya. like I just imagine when I was a kid and like. These grown-up jobs, there's no way I could imagine myself doing any of that. You guys got good heads on your shoulders. I just talking to Mike all day. I don't have a real job. I'm gonna bite, <laughs> I'm gonna bite my tongue. I could have said something. <laughs> you could have, but thank you for keeping it professional for once. Um, let's. You know, we got uh, homecoming week here, so a lot of memories. What What's your favorite part of home, about homecoming week, guys? I think it's really seeing all the alumni and, and former teammates that we get to have come back. Haven't seen mm-hmm. them in a few years. Um, having them come back and support us and just Hanging out with them after the game is, mm-hmm. is definitely one of my favorite things about homecoming. Yeah, yeah. I think just the atmosphere, especially just the week leading up to it, and then when you get to the stadium, and it, it's always a little more packed than it usually is. Mm-hmm. I know Carson fills out pretty well every weekend, but homecoming is definitely a different feel, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. So when you mentioned like former team, do you still keep in contact with some of your former teammates that that you play that are no longer there? Uh, you know, texting, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, it, or X, whatever they're calling it now these days. Yeah, um, I'm in a fantasy league with some of the. Some of the guys, former teammates that I played with, and still stay in contact with the former roommates that I've had. So uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely fun to connect with them, and you know they're in their jobs now and their careers. But right, um, it's definitely fun to still talk with them and mm-hmm. see them around town when I do. So absolutely, they they quickly become the fans that know the tips on how to win the games. Yeah. Right, but we definitely <laughs> talk to them. All the time. No, they're 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 great. They're they they're always there to support us. That's um, awesome, and they're a nice resource to have just to be able to talk to because they've been there. So take us in the in the life of being a collegiate football player. Like, what's your days kind of look like? And I think that's, you know, why I like talking with you guys, like athletes, just kind of giving us a behind-the-scenes curtain, you know, what's what's your schedule like? Because you're still a student, you know, a full-time student. You're, you're, you've got practice. You've got games and, and all that sort of stuff. You have a job. You have a job. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, take us a little bit behind, like, what does a typical day look like for, for you guys during the week? Um, so I guess we could just go through our, what our day would be like today. Mm-hmm. Um, this morning we got up and lifted at 6.30, so 
we were in McPhee there getting a workout in uh, with Coach Ruck. Shout out Coach Ruck, mm-hmm. uh, our strength and condition strength and conditioning. Does that guy coach. sleep at all? No, no, no. 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 no he's, uh, yeah. we had, he's always a great resource. We had Ruxy on the podcast last week. Okay, and yeah. We easily could have made that like a three-hour episode. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's he's great. We lo- we love Coach Ruck so, and Coach Fesler and the whole team there. So, mm-hmm. um, we start there, um, and then we have class throughout the day, and we really start rolling uh, with football stuff at about two o'clock. We have our our meetings and things that go for about two hours, and then we get on the practice field around four o'clock. Um, practice to about 6.30 and then any treatment after that and it's about 7.30 by then and Man. go home do a little homework obviously you got to eat yeah. keep the weights up but uh, yeah that's about the day you're right talking there. like 14 hour day right there almost right you know yeah, yeah. It goes Pairs by you, fast yeah. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes by fast it goes by fast the hardest part is finding time to eat I think really make yeah. sure you get enough calories I think that's a big mm-hmm. focus just probably for any football team but for us just making sure that we're keeping our weight up and replenishing our bodies that we're not breaking down during the season mm-hmm. like um, good calories too good you calories, know, yep, that sort yep. of thing mm-hmm. so yeah do you have you were i didn't know if you had you jump in whenever because i don't want to cut you off i we gotta figure that out i'm gonna bring i'm gonna bring like a bell or something next week. just raise your hand like we do in school okay raise your hand if you got a question over there man uh so again for for what positions do you guys play for anybody listening that may not know i play safety, safety. Uh, quarterback all right, so there you go. So those those are the positions we got. Um, I got a stupid question because some people may not understand how this is. I got a lot of stupid questions, so this is going to be one of many. When you you, pr- you go through the practice, you, you talked about you practice starts at two. So when you guys schedule classes, do you have to look at that? Does everybody have to prepare? You know, yeah. just kind of like, yeah. okay, we know we can't have classes here. You know, that sort of th- and and does that make it a little bit more difficult for you guys, or is it pretty easy to to work with uh, you know the the university and figure that out? Our advisors are really helpful, yeah. Um, but yeah, we do have to schedule around our practice time. Our coaches will normally be like, "Hey, don't schedule classes between two and seven. Okay, so um, that's basically the period. Um, some guys have night classes this semester. I know some guys mm-hmm. in my position group, so they'll go to class after practice from like seven fifteen to eight forty five. I know is one. So mm. there's there's ways to work around it, but it's definitely a challenge. But we have a lot of people that help us out throughout the university. That's mm-hmm. a great resource. Because I think a lot of people probably don't realize that, too, right? They just, you know, factor in that, oh, they'll just go whenever. But there's a lot of, I think, behind-the-scenes scheduling and planning that that takes place with this. Yeah, and then, I mean, there's always going to be a few guys where, you know, they have a class they have to take for their major. Right. It's going to run to, like, 3 o'clock or 3.30. Right. And maybe they miss meetings on Tuesday, Thursday, or Wednesday, or Monday, Wednesday, that kind of thing. Usually you try to do that in the spring when mm-hmm. it's less important and you only have three days a week when you're going. Um and if that's that's what happens, then you just find a way around it. You know, mm-hmm. meet at a different time with your coach. Um, but they're super understanding about that because you can't just not take classes for your major, right? Obviously. Yeah, and you can't. You know, I've been, I did this a few times. You know, you change your schedule the day before. You know, drop a class and add a class and all that. You guys don't really have that luxury. You know, at at, at that point because it is such a strict schedule for you guys. So, well, I think it's nice too in the sense of like. Once you do it year one coming in as, as rookies, after that it kind of stays consistent, would you say, you know, throughout the rest of your, you know, blue-gold career as far as like, okay, this is what my day is going to look, look look like. Practice is usually going to be, you know, this time and this time in the fall. Here's, you know, like you said, lift early in the morning, then go to class. Have you kind of found, do you, you know, would you rather take take those morning classes and just get it all done right away in the day? Have you, you know, kind of shifted to the night classes I know some athletes do that too where mm-hmm. you know they get done with practice around 4 or 5 o'clock quickly run home grab some dinner and then you know 6, 6.30 class into into the evening yeah I think personally I like getting in there and, and getting my classes done in the morning if I can mm-hmm. um, but another huge thing that um, Coach Ruck has talked about is that sleep is very important and sleep is very important to help our bodies recover and, and perform at our best so um, he does like us to schedule our classes, you know, kind of that first class being around 9 or 10 o'clock so we can be in a, l- a little bit later lift group so mm-hmm. we all don't lift at the same time. Um, so that's something that I kind of like to do is my first class starting around 9 or 10, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Being able to utilize online classes is pretty big, especially after COVID. There's yeah. a huge increase in those. Um, I'm in one right now. I usually have one or two every semester. It mm-hmm. just makes finding time to schedule those classes a lot easier mm-hmm. um, and especially when it's one where you're not even meeting as a class you just kind of do your own work right on your own time which is a really nice luxury to have yeah i, I had a couple of those when i was over there too and one in winter class too it was all online there too and i just 
I can't imagine not having that. <laughs> they had know? computers back then? Hey, shut up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 big ones, too. Um, man, dude, really? I'm 37, man. Um, I know, that's probably agent for you guys. So uh, so looking at, you know, with, what was the biggest adjustment for going back to your high school days, your, your high school playing days, and then coming to college football? What do you think for you guys personally was the biggest adjustment from the game perspective? You know, playing high school football, to, to college, what, was there something that maybe took you a little bit to, to get accustomed to? Was it, you know, bigger players, faster players, you know, that sort of stuff? What was your biggest adjustment? Do you think from from high school to college? Yeah, I think size and speed is just probably the typical answer that you'll hear. But also, mm-hmm. I think the scheme, high school, your, your scheme's a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. more simple and simplicity and just getting to your spot. So I think that's maybe a little bit. On an, adi- an additional challenge um, with college football is just mm-hmm. learning everything that's you know different to you or different schemes and things like that was probably the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me it was film and preparation. Um, in high school, you might watch a little bit of film on Monday, Tuesday, yeah. roll the ball around Monday through Thursday, and then go out and just play and do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just learning how to watch film, learning how to game plan, learning how to have a 500-play call sheet and know everything like that. Um, and that's a process I think that gets refined. It's still I'm still refining it. Yeah, learning how to do it better um, every single week. But that adjustment has just has been just night and day from high school, where it was mm-hmm. really probably about zero, right? As opposed to now, where it's hours and hours and hours of preparation for every game. How do you guys know all that play calls? I, that that still fathoms me. Like how you guys, you know, considering you are still in college, you got to like obviously, you know, your classes and that, but. Got any tricks to like memorization sort of thing? Is it just like beating it? I mean, it's just repetition. Repetition. That's, For me, that's, it's repetition. Yeah. And yeah. then um, the nice thing about um, the offense we're doing now is we've had the the opportunity to name a lot of the plays we have. Okay. And so I found when you when you come up with the plays or you name them yourself, it's a lot easier to remember them because you know why you name them, why you name them. Right. Um, so that's when you have names for things that you came up with, that makes it a lot easier too. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't play offense. Our calls are pretty simple. Just <laughs> <laughs> have one or two words. That's that's all I can handle. Brian's like, I sit, I uh, watch ball, I go tackle. Yep. That's it. <laughs> yep, that's it. Just give me one word, and hopefully I'll get to the right spot. Shout out, Coach Grable. <laughs> there you go. I love that. Uh, but I just, I you know, sometimes when I hear some of those, and I don't know, you know, what it's like for for you guys too, but you know, to hear some of those play calls come in. I just marvel at you guys, one, recognizing what you're supposed to do, you know, what the play is, and, and to be able to, to communicate that back to, to the rest of your teammates, too, is just, it's pretty remarkable, uh, I think, at least, you, you know, just because it's like the telephone game for me. I'd screw it up after the third word. You know, everything would be screwed up at that point, so. Well, and, and how much, like, pre-snap, how much is it kind of a mind game with the other team as far as disguising, like, disguising routes or, you know, we we put a lot of guys in motion this year on the offensive side of things, uh, defensively. You know, possibly disguising a bliss or something like that. How much, maybe you know, not only this year but like in years past. I'm sure it's it's definitely different from from high school. But like, how much how much is that a part of college football before the ball is even snapped? Yeah, I mean, in high school it was okay. I know the routes. I think this guy will be open. I'll find a way to give him the ball. And that was kind of the only. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know how to read a defense or anything like that in high school. Now it's, you know, you have motions, you have read keys, you have movement keys, and then you have your progression. It could be a pure progression. It could be a defender-based progression, coverage-based dependent um, type of play. Um, and that goes for the run game, too. That's a little bit a uh, piece that I don't think people know about very much. Um, they think about reading pass plays and things like that, but then there's also a lot of things within the run game that you have to know as well as far as alerts and kills and just understanding what kind of run we want to get ourselves into at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so... A lot of the play does happen before before the snap, um, and that again that goes back to the preparation piece. If you if you're well prepared and you know what you need to be looking at, it happens. Re- it's simple in the game, and it happens really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, it can be overwhelming. Right. Yeah. And on the defense side of the ball, communication is really important. You know, pre-snap. Mm-hmm. Um, as a safety, we're always talking to our corner, make sure we're in the right coverage um, on blitzes. Sometimes, if there's you know, they have three receivers to one side. We got to send a different blitzer, so we communicate that to the Mike linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a bunch of, you know, communication on defense is one of the biggest things that um, results in a successful defense. Is just making sure we're all on the same page. So everybody's right. talking out there, 
before every play. So. That's that's kind of unique to have you two in here talking about that too, because you know obviously with quarterback and then safety too, like you're, you're you know talking about with the you know corners and and all that. I mean, do you find you, are you one of those guys that's talking quite a bit uh, yeah. at the back end yeah. out there? As the safeties, everything's in front of us. Mm-hmm. We we have the best view of everything's in front of us, and um, we give a lot of calls to the corners or the outside linebackers when they're blitzing. So mm-hmm. um, we have to give them checks and and things like that so yeah we have the best picture back there was is that kind of an adjustment for you too what or what position did you play in high school was it still safety too yeah or? in high school I played more of a linebacker yeah and uh, I, I wasn't very big but I just mm-hmm. I just tackled so I, I right. played, played a little <laughs> bit of linebacker so um you know that was an adjustment uh moving back to safety in college but yeah I've enjoyed it mm-hmm. well that's the other th- just you just mentioned it like switching positions from high school to college you hear I don't know if people hear about it a lot but like Guys like Hayden Goodman, he was. We chatted with him uh, during media scrum a couple weeks ago, and like he came in as a quarterback, and now he's now he's a wide receiver. He's on the the, the, the two deep, and his his thing was basically he was told that you know that's that's how he's going to play, and so he worked on his speed, he worked on his hands, and he just dedicated. Is that like? Linebacker to safety, I don't know how big of a jump that is for you, especially coming in. But like, is that pretty much the norm nowadays? Is you know, guys come to campus and, you know, they come in as one thing and the coaching staff has a completely different plan for them, whether the the athletes know that or not. And it's just, you know, going through that progression to make those changes and, you know, do your best at that position. Yeah, I think guys, you know, our bodies change a lot, especially when we're 18 to 22 in a mm-hmm. college football program, just as, as what we're doing and working out and that kind of thing. And the coaches want to see what's best for you and what's also best for the team at the same time. So, uh, they want to get you on the field, but they also want to win ball games. So wherever they see that, the best chance for us to win a game is where they're going to find you. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So you know, you guys obviously being upperclassmen, uh, new coaching regime coming in this year. You know, even from like uh, you know defensively and, and offensively, how much of a change was it to you know new play call? You kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, you could put your new. Uh, you know your own input on it, calling it differently in that. But how big of an adjustment was that for, for you guys, and and how has that change been going so far for you guys? Yeah, it's been going good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody has their own you know own way of doing things, and you know mm-hmm. we've adjusted to the coaches, and they've definitely adjusted to us and taken us in and and loved us and and really put everything they had into us. So I really appreciate. Um, you know how honest they are with us and just letting us know how it is and um that's something that i really enjoyed working with this coach's staff mm-hmm. yeah i think they've done a tremendous job of, of jumping into eau claire and embracing us as a team and and trying to say we we are new here show us you know what you guys do mm-hmm. and then we'll take it from there um and so they came in they were very open and they let us talk about our experience um and then they built their plan off of that. Um, and, I mean, I don't know about you, Ryan, but for me personally, scheme-wise, it, there's only so many concepts that you can have in a football mm-hmm. and an offense. Um, you know, there's going to be tweaks and different rules and things like that. Um, but as far as learning it, it, you know, it can feel a little overwhelming at first, especially as a freshman coming in. But if, once you just dive in and you start, you know, getting that repetition in on paper and in your head, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I feel like I've been doing this for years now at this point. So. Yeah. Kind of like the back of your hand, as they kind of say, yes. you, you know yep. that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, you mentioned film. You know, guys watching film in that. I, I'm imagining you, it's you know you're watching your opponent's film. New week, you know, it's it's a new week in that. Obviously, every opponent is different. Every team is different. They've got their tendencies and and, and all that. Just how difficult is it for you? I mean, because you you got to come up with a different game. Do you guys come up with a different game plan every week, you, you know, and yep. you, you're trying to attack this weakness or or trying to stop their, their strength and that sort of thing? I mean, how much would you say, I guess what I'm asking is, 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 is do you guys, like, dedicate to film study and, and scouting your own opponent and then transitioning to that game plan on the, on the practice field? Yeah, so film study is uh, incredibly crucial. Um, so, like I said before, we have two meetings or mm-hmm. two hours of meetings, and that's really game plan for everything. Um, we do special teams meetings as well as you know defensive and offensive meetings, um, and then as well as film preparation on your own. Um, we watch the practice from the previous day mm-hmm. um, normally with our coaches put notes on there of what you know corrections and, and things like that. Um, 
So a lot of it, you know, is game plan, and our coaches spend a lot of time on Sundays typically. You know, they're in the offices, and, and they're, they're watching the film and helping putting the game plan together. So I think that's, um, that really helps us up um, week by week is, mm-hmm. is their game plan that they have for us and then just us learning the calls and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the weekly process is, is really a cool kind of evolution to, to see take place every week because you, you sit down at the, end of a, at the beginning of a week and you, you start watching film and you're like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's it's just because you've been trained for a week on something completely different most of the time, and then you slowly start getting better and better and better. And then mm-hmm. by Thursday, Friday, you feel like you know exactly what they're going to do, exactly what kind of coverages they're going to play. Maybe not win all the time, but you know right. what what their defense looks like, and you have a good feel for their defense. And then you feel like an expert almost in what they're going to do. And just that process of going from knowing nothing and not even knowing what to look at to feeling very confident in your plan by Thursday night, Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just doing that 10 times a year, hopefully more, is pretty exciting. Right. To, to kind of feed off that for, for both of you then, too. So when you're lined up in a game, whether you're on offense or defense, and you see something that you saw on film, I mean, does that, you know, like, we're like, oh, dude, I know what's going to happen right now. Awesome. Like, what's that What's that awesome. feeling? Yeah, That's great. I mean, there, I can think of one play specifically last week where it was on the second drive, um, and they had a certain – look that they would give on, on a third down, a certain kind of pressure they like to bring. Mm-hmm. We had a few indicators on what that would look like, and I just kind of went through a list in my head as I look left, right, ding, ding, ding. Oh, now he's coming. Send the, you know, change of protection mm-hmm. first down. Like, that. that's one of the best wins in the world. Like, probably yeah. better than a touchdown. When you when you know the preparation yep. Yep. pays off and you and you see everything you're supposed to see and, and, and everything is executed well, mm-hmm. that's, that's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. Same for you? Yeah, same yeah. for me. When you're on the defensive side of the ball and – and you can see a route or a receiver's got to tell or, or something like that or a formation that they specifically like to run a certain play out of, you know, um, that's always exciting because you can kind of, you know, that's when the big plays happen when you know mm-hmm. when you know kind of what routes are coming and, and things like that. So Right. Like you said, too, it's like all that study and that preparation paying off. It might just be one play, but you know you guys were doing something right that whole week, right, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. During practices, <clears throat> how much – I don't want to say – I mean – it's got to be competition. Like I know we have scout teams, but like when you do first off, do you two go against each other ever in practice and like you know live live situations and like how much how much competition is there? Like, is there a bunch of trash talk? Is it like is there <laughs> <laughs> is there kind of just that that he's edge? anxious to answer this question because, I mean, because <laughs> it's it's almost every day that you know you look across the other side of the line of scrimmage and you're you know you're possibly seeing you know the same faces. Yeah, we uh, threw a touchdown over Keekly yesterday. Have, uh, <laughs> I'll get him back today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got practice in a couple hours. <laughs> we, we, have, uh, hey. we, we call it a good versus good period um, where there's no, no game planning, no scout. It's just the ones versus the ones and then twos versus the twos just to get a really high speed, just kind of start practice right after we get warmed up, just to kind of get the juice flowing. I always think that's a lot of fun because we're running our game plan plays against our own defense, and it's mm-hmm. kind of cool just to see it a different look and then not only does that speed you up and get you into the practice, but I think it also allows you to understand the play better because you've you've been learning how to read it for a specific defense. But if you can see it versus a different look, it kind of it enhances your understanding of how things are going to flow, mm-hmm. just in general of how those pieces work together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's definitely. I mean, yesterday there was there was a lot of trash talk in that period, just for whatever reason. I mean, there always is, but yesterday was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are always my favorite periods to play in. Mm-hmm. Get yeah, back to yeah, the... yeah, Dave Antoine got me yesterday. He, he caught a touchdown <laughs> on me. But the good thing is I get to come back out today and hopefully, you know, make a better play on it. So I love that mindset, though, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, a little chip on the shoulder. Yeah, that's right. A little bit there. Yeah. I don't like that. We'll be ready to go today. I like that. So uh, you look at this, you know, last week you guys uh, defeating Stevens Point uh, on their home turf. That's Coach Erickson's gold stopping grounds, you know, growing up over there. Did he – Talk a little bit about that. Did you guys were you guys kind of aware about that uh, beforehand? That you know he's a Junction City kid and, and kind of grew up in the area. Was that uh, part of a, a motivation or anything like that, or did, did Coach not even bring that up? He, he didn't bring it up at all. I think we're all aware of it, but mm-hmm. he's never going to be the guy to make it about himself or what he's like. Is he's not the kind of guy to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we were all aware of it, um, but it wasn't. He never brought it up to us. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. we all knew that it it meant a little bit something different for him so right. it was fun to play for him. yeah yeah like harry said yeah i didn't ever hear him bring it up but it was cool to see um after the game all the family and and support that he had there at the game so mm-hmm. um that was that was fun to see how was it uh that first uh game of the season opening it up with a win under the new regime and you know the long summer and, and getting ready 
I saw the the locker room videos, you know, and that sort of stuff. But from from a player standpoint, what was that feeling like after that game? Yeah, it was it was a great feeling um, to start, you know, the Erickson era here with a win, um, especially against a good opponent in, in mm-hmm. Concordia Moorhead. Um, we were we, we were really excited after that game, you know, to, to do it in front of our home fans and, mm-hmm. and get that first one out of the way was was big. Mm-hmm. Especially just the way that game played out was was pretty special. Just you know, the ups and downs at points, we felt like we could have shut the door on them. Um, and as an offense, we, we kind of went into a lull. And then defense had made some huge, huge stops, um, especially at the end of the game. Um, we were able to get down there for Danny to make a huge kick, mm-hmm. huge kick. Um, yeah, I think those kind of games are just those are those are the best kinds of games. So. Yep. Kind of going back to last week, how I, I know you, you, we we tried a game plan, especially here at home, as far as breaking it down. You know, almost to the minute as far as the progression of the day. You guys, you know, are getting ready. Um, you guys stayed over the night before, left the hotel, hop on the buses, and you're, you know, getting ready for that 1, 1 p.m. kickoff, and all of a sudden you hear, you know, oh, the game's been delayed an hour and a half. And you guys, you know, are sitting around in the, the Stevens Point facilities. What did you guys do during that period? They were, yeah, we were just hanging out. Uh, some guys, you know, everybody gets ready differently. Um, so some guys, we were in their athletic field house, and we were just kind of walking laps. And some guys were rolling out. Some guys were stretching. Um, some guys were getting a little bit of extra treatment. Um, Be a good student say you're doing homework. <laughs> <laughs> some guys maybe were doing homework, uh, you know, looking over their review sheets of special teams, some of the notes that we'd taken throughout the week in meetings. Um, so everybody's kind of doing a little bit different, but definitely a weird, weird thing. That's the first game I've ever been a part of that was delayed for weather. I don't know, for football at least. Right. But, um, yeah. Especially was, like day of, right? Yeah. I, thought, yeah. I thought it was kind of fun. We were all just kind of hanging out in this big open gym, mm-hmm. just trying to find ways to spend time. Because you can't, you know, you can't, we talk about this all the time, you can't get too jacked up before the game. You kind of have to level yourself off and build yourself up to the right point. Um, so if you get to like a 9 or a 10 and we got a two-hour delay, you're going to burn out before mm-hmm. we even start the game, so we're all just kind of hanging out. It's interesting to hear the perspective because two years ago uh, we were down in Indiana. I was down in Indiana with, with softball, and one of their games had gotten postponed a little bit, and so we were sitting in, at Tryon's Fieldhouse, and uh, they were it's the it's the heads-up game where somebody's got the phone on their head, they can't see the word, and everybody mm, else is yep. trying to describe it, mm. but they can't say it. The girls played that for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, It's like, you have NCAA regional softball coming up, like, and we're playing games. And it was, it was good team, obviously, team bonding and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. but, I mean, like you said, guys, everybody's got their own way to, like, prepare and stuff like that. And How do you guys tone that down, though? Like, I just think, when, and I never was at the level of you guys, but, like, thinking, like, when I was in high school and that, I got too jacked up. I'd get too excited. And you kind of mentioned that, just that, that pace, like, is that a lot of mental training to, to, to get to that point? Is that, you know, just, you know, the, the reps, repetitions or whatever? Like, how do you kind of keep that, that, that pace, if you will, so you don't get too amped up? Yeah. Um, we've worked with a mental coach. Um, we kind of talk about uh, getting to your number. Everybody has a different number. And as Hitter was just talking about, you don't want to be at a 9 or 10, like two mm-hmm. hours before the game. But also everybody plays at a different number right before the game. you got some guys who are very animated, you know, ready to go, like locked mm-hmm. in, laser focused, like nine. And some guys got to be a little bit more relaxed when they play. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you don't want to be at your number two hours before the game. You want to work your way up to that number right when kickoff happens. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Everybody's different, right? Everybody's kind of yep. different in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, before we get to a little lightning round uh, here a couple, in a couple minutes and really kind of get uh, get to know you guys here, homecoming game coming up. You got River Falls. River Falls, a highly ranked team, you know, coming in. When you know you've got a highly ranked team, uh, does that add a little? You personally now, does that add a little extra motivation? You know, for you, uh, you know, does that does that change the the preparation? Do you pay attention to to anything like that? Like, what goes through your mindset when you know you've got uh, a tough opponent coming into town? I think the motivation for us is that we just want to win. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they're ranked sixth or, or ranked third or first or twenty fifth, it doesn't, you know. That, that's not really on our mind. You know, we know we're going to play a good team every week in this conference, and that we're going to focus on how to beat that team, mm-hmm. um, and just like they're going to do with us. Um, so I think that all that stuff is kind of outside noise. Uh, the motivation for us comes from wanting to win, mm-hmm. um, and that's built up from the last few years of not having been very successful. Um, so I think for me personally, I think for a lot of the guys, that's where the motivation comes from. 
we know it's a big game, um, but that's not our concern. Isn't about rankings or what people are voting for or things like that. We're mm-hmm. just focused on trying to win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just got to play our game. You know, play how we can play, and and, and that's what really we're, we're focusing on. And in our film study, is is play the best that we can. Mm-hmm. You know. How do you keep that outside? I mean, you're like what, 21, 22, somewhere over there. You know, how how do you? Twenty three. I've been in college for oh, a while. <laughs> <laughs> you're still a young guy, though. But like, how do you keep that? You know, I don't, I don't feel like a young guy. <laughs> how do you keep that noise out? It's tough. It's got to be tough. You know, do you, social media? I mean, that's if you don't you're not checking social media every ten seconds, you're probably missing out on what Sally did or something like that. But you know, do you? How difficult is that for? young gentlemen to to kind of shut out some of the noise or or stay prepared because you are college athletes too right but you're also college students you know trying to you know live the college life do you get pressure to to live that college life or anything like that how do you how do you kind of cut that off or or shut down that noise yeah i think we have a great support system of definitely guys on the team you Mm -hmm. know some of our best friends are on the team and we hang out with those guys and those are the guys that we trust and those are the guys we love um and those are the guys that we care about. So all that outside noise, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't matter to us. You know, we're mm-hmm. all in this together. These are our guys. So yep. I think for me, the way, the way I look at it is, and this is probably harsh to look at it like this, but this is how I do it. So, you know, like we'll, I'll be driving home from the facility at like 8 or 9 on, on a Friday night because we'll be done, you know, watching last minutes of film, preparation, mm-hmm. things like that. And, you'll, you know, I got to drive down Water Street to get to my house. So we got, you know, you see everyone starting to come out to the bars and things like that. And a lot of people say, oh, man. You're missing out on a great Friday night, but right. I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, man, these guys have no idea. Like they don't get to do what I get to do. And so for me, it's not really a, a struggle. And I don't think it's a big struggle for guys because we have something that's pretty special that we get to do. Mm-hmm. So we don't really feel like we're missing out, or we have a pressure to be a college student because we get to do things a lot of college students don't get to do. You just gave me the title of the podcast right there. <laughs> just that that you you don't get. I love that line that or what you just said. They don't get to do what I get to do. That's that's a fantastic line. I love that one. That's the name of the podcast right there. So. Way to go, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, that's why w- w- writing, right? Yeah, English yeah. major. English, English, major. English major. I don't mean to trash uh, anyone that's not playing sports or anything like that. That's no. not what I'm saying at all. You but know, that's a great perspective to, to have it that way. I, that's awesome. Right. I love that. So And it goes, you know, I, I've said it on, on many episodes. It's for the love of the game. It's for the love of the university. It's for the love of the guys in the locker room. And mm-hmm. That's uh, do you have any more before we get to the lightning round? Because that that's tough to follow up, I'm just saying. I had a couple, but they're probably in your lightning round, so I won't well, steal them from you. Well, you lead it off. I'll give you the honors this time. Oh, I don't want to lead No, lightning round's yours. Jeez. Well, then I'm not going to ask it, and then you're going to get mad that I didn't ask what you had in your mind. So, I'll, I'll wait s- till the end. If you don't hit them. Okay. All right. Deal. Everybody wants to know now. These are just fast-paced, you know, kind of lighthearted questions. Before a game, what's on your playlist? What are you listening to? <laughs> I'm not a huge um, put my headset on. I like to yeah. kind of hear, hear the what the stadium's playing. Um, but I do like a couple hours before the game. You know, kind of when I'm just mellowing out, I listen to country music. Um, really, any artist mm-hmm. um, doesn't really matter to me. But country music before, and then once I get to the stadium, I kind of just you know I like not having my headphones on. So gotcha. So for me, when I'm you know we have like our. Like a couple hours before the game, we have like a stretch out in the, in the mm-hmm. Blue Jim and McPhee. That for me is classical music only. That just gets me like kind of locked in. There's mm-hmm. a lot of studies that talk about classical music for studying. It yep. works for me. I love it. Um, and then when we get on the field, I'm a huge Billie Eilish fan. So she comes on, and then probably about right before we head back in and the headphones have to come off, then it goes to J. Cole and Chris Stapleton. And that's what it is every single time. That's, you know, you I don't know because I remember actually, this was a few years ago, Aaron Rodgers talking about his playlist, and it was. Not it was very similar stuff, but just to keep the heart pace, you know, kind of not hyped up, just kind of a little bit lower and a little bit more calm, cool, and that kind of sounds like what you guys are are, are the same way. Because you, th- I think everybody always assumes it's got to be the fast pace, you know, hype up, rocky soundtrack sort of thing. But really, when you actually talk to people who who play, it's it's more of like okay, let's just kind of calm it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sort of I, think, thing. I think if you need uh, a lot of music to get you going, mm-hmm. probably in the wrong profession. I think for a lot of guys, it's you need to calm down, like you need to relax because mm-hmm. you're so jacked up. Just even the night before, ready for the game, mm-hmm. just yeah. calming down is huge. huge. Yeah. yeah, when that whistle blows and and you know, the game's starting, your adrenaline will be pumping. You're ready to go. So, mm-hmm. did you say Jake Owen? By the way, Jake Cole. Sorry, oh, Jake Cole. Cole. I was gonna say if you said Jake Owen, 
being you, we got a connection. But. <laughs> no, we don't. Not anymore. Uh, so what do you guys, if you do have any downtime, what are you streaming on TV? On Suits right now. Oh, yeah. I, I started that. There's a lot, lot of, of seasons lot of, of that. A lot of anxiety. That <laughs> yeah. shows me. That, it's yeah. like, there's, no one's happy. Yeah, Everyone's, there's... There's a lot of bickering in that. Yeah, uh, my wife wants me to start watching that one with her, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, you guys aren't good, helping me with that. <laughs> it, it'll make you it's like, good. It'll bring it's your heart good. Right up. It's yeah. good. Yeah. It's good. All right. I just finished up uh, Peaky Blinders. I binge okay. watched that one over there. So finally caught up on that one. But uh, All right. Favorite food? Uh, probably pizza. Cajun chicken Alfredo. That was very specific Ooh. and quick. So that's, that's a good one. Do you one. have like a favorite spot to get it? Chili's. <laughs> Chili's Shamelessly Love not, it. What kind of pizza though? What topping? Really anything I like probably all meat pizza Pepperoni, mm-hmm. sausage, yep. bacon Everything on there Like it yeah, here's, boy. here's the big one Does pineapple belong on pizza? No, no, no I'm no, out on pineapple not. Yeah, you guys yeah. are awesome I know he hates that answer <laughs> right now But that's okay So <laughs> I'm leaving <laughs> The flavors are clashing It's just not yeah, it's just <laughs> Sweet and savory What do you mean? It's not no. I, I'm with you guys, man. So, uh, favorite movie? Probably Moneyball. Ooh, okay. Yep. Forrest Gump. Nice. Look at you. All right, I could see. I could see the English major coming out of you. I think a little bit here. <laughs> I like that. It's showing. It's showing. It definitely is. So, uh, what is your favorite hobby? Anything besides football? Um, probably watching baseball. I really enjoy um, the Twins. I'm a Twins fan. Go mm-hmm. Twins! Big yeah. win last night. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but any baseball year. really? Uh, high school baseball. I'm in Minnesota. Town ball. I love going to watch a town ball game. Mm-hmm. Played a little town ball. Um, I just like watching baseball. Really nice. So. For me, it probably goes back and forth between golf and trout fishing. Nice. I really enjoy trout fishing. So where do you usually go for for trout fishing? That's a like, really good question. I you know I can't remember off the top of my head. You're yeah. a typical <laughs> fisherman. <laughs> One of those guys. So it's somewhere yeah, out there. there. there, there, there is some, there's too. some really good streams around Eau Claire, which is really cool. Yeah, but, that would you were just right. I was hoping to sneak that in, but nope. That's the typical. I can tell you fisherman. off here. I don't know if I want to broadcast. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, be, yeah, you won't even have a spot yeah, next time you go. Everybody listening to this podcast yeah. will be there. That's awesome. Who's been your biggest influence in your life? Um, I'd probably say my, my parents, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. They just taught me, you know, the right way to treat people. And I'm so thankful for that. And you know, that hard work goes a long way. I think that's probably the two biggest things that I've taken from them. And, um, yeah, I'd probably say my parents. I would say my parents too. I don't, I probably couldn't say enough about them to be honest, but mm-hmm. kind of the same thing Ryan said, but I mean, they, they always pushed me really hard. Didn't let me make excuses for anything. So nice favorite athlete growing up as a kid. Or maybe even now too. Probably Justin Morneau, Minnesota Twins. Mm. Um, it's probably one of my favorite athletes. Um, you know, when I was in college, when I was in college at UW Claire, I swear every girl was wearing a Justin Morneau T-shirt <laughs> or jersey yeah. out on Water Street yeah. or somewhere. So. What a time to be Justin Morneau. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom Brady for me. Yeah. Oh Let's my my kid would hate you right now. My six-year-old. No one, one likes, no one likes winners. I get it. That's, yeah. No, that's exactly what I say. My wife doesn't like him, and I, I'm like, you guys don't like it because all he does is win. It was the same re- when I was a kid. I didn't like Michael Jordan because he beat the crap out of my yeah. teams all the time. And that's that's exactly right. You're exactly right. All right, Nick, did you have a couple? Any, like, unique uh, superstitions or oh, good pregame one. rituals you guys have? For context, we had the cross-country runners on a couple weeks ago, and one of them always has to brush her teeth before a race. Hmm. I personally don't have any unique superstitions. Um, oh, I'm trying I, to I think don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but like we can open it up to maybe the entire team. You don't yeah. have to oh, name names if you don't okay. want to. Okay. Um, yeah, give me some dirt. You got him? I don't. I'm just trying to think. I know some guys like have to get taped by a certain trainer. I don't know if that's very unique, but they they have to have their tape done by a specific trainer. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think of anything else. I can't really think of anything too too superstitious. Nothing that I've noticed. I don't think there's anything too crazy. Yeah. Nobody doesn't wash their 
stuffer <laughs> or anything like that? Or that's you know, how you get yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nothing like that. Yeah. Our locker room smells worse than <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, yeah. So we, we better wash our stuff. It's <laughs> probably a good call. So that's awesome. <laughs> Did you have any more after that? That was a good one. I forgot about that one. So thank you. Job well done. There, well, Nick. Thanks. You got it. Yep. Just kind of again, kind of just going into this weekend. Um, kind of just to wrap everything up. You guys are two and two, one and zero in conference play. You know, Harry, you kind of talked about it, especially in this conference. So every week is going to be a grind, especially when we do hit conference play. Is, I mean, obviously the vibes have to be have to be up right now, right? When when you hit the field on Saturday, going through the Blue World Walk with the band and the parents, like, how easy is it for you guys to kind of just shut off that noise? And part of that question is, I mean, the the easy question or easy answer is, like, it's always easy to play at home. But then, like, later on in the year, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, you guys will go up to Whitewater. And they've been known to, like, bring out, you know, crowds. And I'm pretty sure they have, like, the D3 football record or something like that for attendance. But, like, does the – not just, like, you know, we touched on social media, but it's, like, the stadium noise. How much does that affect, like, your – not only, like, your prep, but then, like, during the game and stuff like that? Uh, for me, I, I almost sometimes think it's easier to play on the road because yeah, when you're at home, you have so many people there that you know. And there's mm. and I liked shutting up the crowd. That's too. what I'm. Yeah, yeah. And when you're on the road and you have a hostile crowd like that, gets me jacked up more than anything. Mm-hmm. I love that atmosphere. Yep. And I love Carson Park's atmosphere, but sometimes I always almost think it's more fun to play in a packed, hostile atmosphere on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the defensive side, I like the noise. Make them make them make them get a five yard penalty. Yep. Um, so I definitely like playing at home, and as many people as we can pack into Carson Park, and as much noise as we can make on third and fourth down, mm-hmm. um, is what I like. But mm-hmm. uh, definitely tuning it out when you got to make your calls and making sure that you're still locked into the play. But so the the to wrap it up here. So like defensively, you mentioned it. You know, I've heard this talked about, like, in NFL and that. Would you rather have the loud noise, you know, on defense to make it, or would you rather have it quiet so you can hear the communication? You know, going back to that communication uh, uh, question or topic that we had Mm -hmm. a little bit earlier. Yeah, it's important also. um, We have a lot of hand signals, so if it's too Mm -hmm. loud, we we have certain hand signals that we can give to make sure that we're in the right coverage and things like that. Um, So... I, I would like the noise. Mm-hmm. Um, let's back them up. As yeah. we always say, let's let's clap and point when they get a false start. We clap and point at the guy that had a false start. So um, we want to move the offense back. Mm-hmm. And how difficult for you? Do you have like the hand signals too when you do get in those hostile environments? A little um, silent counter or anything we like have, that? We, uh, we have some stuff that we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't talk about exactly what it is. Oh, come on. No, no I'm just kidding. I <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, especially when we're at home, I think the band does a great job not playing when we're on offense. Mm-hmm. Every time I've noticed this in the last couple of years, every time we go out to start a drive, they have their song that they play when we start, and it ends right at about ten seconds on the play clock, and that's when I start my cadence. Because if I try to do a cadence when they're playing that song, no, but I wouldn't be able to hear myself. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, they're awesome, and they know exactly when to play. Nice. Well, guys, we uh, appreciate you stopping by. I know you, uh, you guys got to get to class here too. So, uh, best of luck not only for uh, the game coming up, but for the rest of the season. And I would love to get you guys back on when the season's over with too, and just kind of recap it and uh, really, you know, kind of do some more deep dives too. Sure. I mean, these were you guys were Thanks. good. Yeah. Thanks. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having, having us. Absolutely. Nick, we'll see you again later. Okay. So. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of the uh, Rolling with the Golds podcast. A reminder to follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and a positive review so other Blue Gold fans can find the podcast. Happy homecoming week, and we will talk to you on the next episode of Rolling with the Golds.